Hey everybody, what's going on? I'm so excited to jump into today's episode. Before we do that, I want to remind you, please leave us a five-star review on wherever it is that you listen to this podcast. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share this content. We are so thankful to the Oklahoma Next Gen Nation that is a big part of who we are. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Today's episode is going to be awesome. We're having a roundtable discussion led by pastors Jason and Stephanie Sharp, and the topic is just real talk. We're going to be talking about things like personal disciplines, hyphen leadership, COVID unemployment struggles, staying intentional during this time. It's going to be awesome. Today's episode is going to feature people like a grad student who's studying strategic leadership, a podcast host, a nurse, and pastors of a great church. And uh, I just described them with one characteristic, but I promise you these are multifaceted people who offer so much to the kingdom of God, especially to the hyphen age ministry. We are so excited about this content. So let's dive right in. Whatever. <laughs> this is the uncut raw edition. Okay. Of the next gen. Hey, Oklahoma Next Gen. This next is gen Stephanie Sharp, and I'm really glad to be here with you guys today. And I hope you're doing well. Today, we've got some special guests that are joining us, and we're just going to sit down and have a real raw table conversation with you all. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves at this time. Hi guys, my name is John Calvin Chance. I am 22. I currently live in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, getting my master's in strategic leadership at Oklahoma Wesleyan University. And I'm just, I just love serving God. My name is Caleb. I'm 21. Um, I'm a central teacher at my church. I'm also the co-host of this podcast, so check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> Hi, I'm Caleb Peavy. I'm 28 years old on the hyphen leadership team. And I'm also a greeter out Calvary. I work as a nurse. My name is Lindy Strait. I'm 35. I live in Edmond, Oklahoma. And I serve on the attendance team at my church as well as the hyphen leadership team. Jason Sharp, 36, married to a beautiful lady, Stephanie. Amen. And four children, father and where Jesus leads, we'll follow. So I'm going to ask some questions, and they're just going to give us answers from their heart, and I hope uh, that this is a blessing to you all today. So question number one is, how, um, as a next gen, are you being intentional with your time? Um, one thing I do is I have a morning and evening routine just to kind of keep me on track with this basic disciplines because sometimes days and nights can get crazy. So I, I don't base it on a certain time necessarily. Just when I wake up, I start with prayer. Then you just listen to a message on the way to work, whatever. And then in the evening, whenever I get home, whatever time it is, first thing I do is I pray. And then I'll do my ba- daily Bible reading that time. So that's how I keep my disciplines down is morning and evening routine. So I don't, I don't have a set time because usually my evenings and stuff can be busy with church stuff or whatever. Sure. So I kind of have like a set it's before I go to bed, here's what I got to do in the evening. Then yeah. when I wake up in the morning, here's the mm-hmm. first thing I do. So it's kind of how I'll be intentional with my time to set routines that I can just kind of go off of. I like that, listening to messages on your way to work. That's a good yeah, idea. I think that um, right now I'm unemployed and even going home from work when COVID hit, 
there was this sense of, oh, there's all this free time. And some of those routines that you talked about sort of just went by the wayside because, oh, I don't have to be anywhere. Maybe I don't have to get dressed for the day. So mm-hmm. one thing that I've done is is scheduling things, putting my hand to the plow, so to speak. Uh, like I said, I'm unemployed. So even things like there's a, a 930 ladies prayer in the mornings, just scheduling and committing to go do that, mm-hmm. even though I don't have to, I could, I could be at home. It, it makes me, yeah. you know, get up, get dressed. Um, so I think sometimes just a matter of having things to do, especially the way our world is right now, when you may be sitting at home doing nothing. I try to be intentional with my time. By all my days off, the first thing I, that I do, I don't have a set time either. I just get up and I pray and I read my Bible. And I like to read my Bible outside in a lawn chair. I don't even look at the clock because then I start, everything goes through my mind what I need to do for the day. So I kind of just take it and I put it aside and I just read. I also try on my days that I work, my breakfast break, if people will not talk to me the whole time. I will try to spend my time with God on my breakfast break because I get up really early for work. My time has not really gone down because I've been more busy during this time because of what I do. Oh, and I also, I've tried to be more intentional about reaching out to other people, making sure they're okay, you know, because sometimes we don't see people for a long time. And then trying to make sure that at least every week I have a focus on one person. That's whether it's good. inviting them over or just talking yeah. to them on the phone. I like that. I think how I try to stay intentional is like what, like picking back what Caleb said is building that routine, especially going back to college. You are, you know, set those times that are placed into you. Now you got to figure out where in those spaces can you put more into reading your Bible and having that prayer life and being more connected to like, knowing where God wants to lead you. And uh, I know that when I have like time and space, you know, like that space, I um, usually, shameless plug right now, listen to the Next Gen podcast, yeah. and uh, which have been absolutely just f- yeah. f- fantastic listening to uh, Brother Hughes's latest podcast that he had, that it was absolutely what I needed at that mm-hmm. time. When I was, I, I just did like listening, driving in my car and just yeah. put it in a podcast and just being intentional, knowing that that's what I just needed to do. So I, I love the podcast too. And it, like you were saying, Caleb, about listening to messages, it's like you can have church or get, get ministry at any time now, especially with everything being online. Mm-hmm. It makes mm-hmm. it really nice. I think all of those things represent y'all's intentionality. I've, through the years learned uh, in ministry to just focus every time I have an opportunity to do something to turn on an audio book. If that's where I'm at, turn on the Bible while, while I'm sick, I like to turn on the dramatized Bible because uh, the Psalms speak to me about sickness. <laughs> the word seems to speak to you right where you're at, yeah. you know? So there's seasons you go through, but I try not to fill my time with things that drain my spirit, but feed my spirit, man. And I think if we have those disciplines over time, you start developing like a, just a, a strength, an inner strength that helps you mm-hmm. through life, through whatever you're facing. Okay. Got another question for you. How are you, and Kayla, you kind of 
address this a little bit, but how are you reaching your peers during this whole pandemic when things are kind of shut down and how are you reaching those around you? Well, for me, um, like I said, my breaks, I usually try to devote to um, being able to read the mm-hmm. Bible, but also it kind of opens it up. If I have my, like in my paper Bible instead of my phone Bible, it opens it up for people to ask me questions. Basically, this girl that I work with, we've kind of been doing a Bible study without calling it that. Sure. We've just been talking about things. And every time we go to break together, she brings it up just because of that one time she saw me with my paper Bible. And it's also opened up for other people, but it's not been as successful. But she was in church a long time ago, not truth. Uh, but she got really hurt. And so she's been working through that and I've been able to help her. And she asks really good questions that challenges me. Yeah. And uh, she definitely makes me put my thinking cap on and to dig even yeah. more for questions that she asks. I would say um, that case of like you're having your physical Bible out beside your phone, I've had moments when I was just like reading, just having your own, you know, Bible plan and you're just going through it and you're, you know, focused into it and you have that one person come to you and say, Hey, what are you reading? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it's an opener, right? And it's, um, a lot of people get afraid of, you know, I don't know if I can teach a Bible study. I don't know if I can, but if you, if you have that door open with having that physical open, Bible open that it gives that opportunity to reach out people and then you're building the relationship with others. Mm-hmm. And I like I remember I, I always do a I always do my like a Bible study in a coffee shop because it's always heavily trafficked mm-hmm. with people and I remember I was teaching one with a friend of mine. At the end of the Bible study, the barista came to me, he's like, Bro, you were like going crazy over there what's going on because i mean you're just being so passionate about this bible study and it came from what an hour bible study with with my friend came to extended that with uh this barista for another you know hour hour and a half and we just built that connection and like you reach people through that Mm -hmm. you know that can't be afraid of where god places you at that moment you just be willing and do it one thing um that i've learned is that when the lord lay somebody on your heart, or maybe you don't even recognize it, that he's doing it. But when you think of somebody, just sending a text message. I've received those text messages over the years. There's been times when I've received those text messages, even from backsliders (laughs) who were still being sensitive to God. And there have been several times where I just was thinking about somebody and how how easy it is with the technology we have mm-hmm. to just send a text message that just says, hi, I was yeah. thinking about you. But you still have to intend. You still have to be intentional. You still have to do that. But it's not hard. It's not like it used to be where you would have to pick up the phone and call and probably have a 30-minute conversation. <laughs> it's so easy if we just do that. One thing I did, I reached out to a few of the hyphen girls that are coming in to hyphen from the youth group and just invited them over to my apartment, just spent time with them, played a game and laughed a lot, went and got ice cream. But those types of things build relationships. Of course, we weren't afraid of the pandemic. So (laughs) thankfully, a lot of the churches could do online services. And look, if you've you've been around these people, then hang out with these people. And I was so grateful for that. Anybody who knows me knows I'm an introvert, 
And so for me, it's easy for me to just be at home by myself and I, I like it. But even for an introvert, <laughs> I needed that interaction after yeah. so long. And yeah. so it was a blessing to me as well. One young lady who is an artist, I asked her to make this Mother's Day card. I had seen it online and just screenshotted it. And I said, I want this for my mom, but I don't know where to buy it. So I had her make it. And when she came over to deliver it to me, we began to talk and we found that we had a lot of things in common. And we were feeling the same way. We were dealing with a lot of the same issues Mm -hmm. during the pandemic, you know, some of the same thoughts and maybe you could say the enemy was speaking to us in a lot of the same ways. And it it just turned into an opportunity to minister. So I think looking, keeping your eyes open and looking for opportunity. I know pastor calls it being just being soul conscious. A lot of times those are things that I've learned just in the recent months just keep your eyes open and your ears open. You know, I think kind of tying in what everyone's saying, I think right now is a great time, especially in this pandemic, is to reach out to old connections. Yeah. Maybe yeah. people you've mm-hmm. talked to in the past, you've reached in the past, and a wall came or whatever, right now is a great time to reach out to them. You know, I've had several people that I just reached out to that I used to talk to in the past or mm-hmm. during the last school year who have kind of drifted apart, and I've texted them or, or even just ran into them, and the door has been wide open there mm-hmm. just to rekindle that. You know, people are either scared or they're in yeah. fear or they're, they're just hungry because the way the world's gone. And um, mm-hmm. I think right now is a great time to reach out to old connections. Um, the thing I do is be intentional about where you go, you know, kind of go back to that routine thing where, you, you know, I, I try to go to a couple different places during the week on the same time, sometimes at the same time, it's being on the schedule, but try to go to the same places each week, at least once a week, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, to kind of build those relationships. People see me, you know, I try mm-hmm. to teach my Bible, Bible studies all in the same coffee shop, you know, so there's baristas, people, they all like John Calvin said, they see you. They see you come in and teach Bible. So they know, okay, yeah. like if I have a question, talk to that guy. So that's kind of yeah. what I would say. Be intentional about where you go and reach out to old connections you may have had. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Yeah, people are hungry right now. Desperate, I, I feel like. It's very true. You know, I've never seen so many people hungry for just an answer. Mm-hmm. And yeah. to know that we have the answer is so powerful. If there's a time as any that we can go reach for people. It's right now, you know, and it's just by a text. It's just by a, Hey, I was just thinking about you today. Um, I'm praying for you. And we don't know how impactful that can be until we do that. I've received text messages from people when I needed it. Mm -hmm. And it was just them saying, Hey, uh, how are you doing? Uh, are you okay? If you need anything, I'm here. And those things can know that it's like, when I was searching for God, when I was trying to figure out where are you, somebody came down and said, hey, I'm here for you. Mm, and that's yeah. so comforting to know that. Yeah, I think people are desperate for a human connection, human yeah. touch right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talked to one girl from a university, and she hasn't left her house since the beginning of coronavirus mm-hmm. till now. She's still, she's still stayed quarantined. Wow. And she's desperate for that that human yeah. that human contact yeah. she's going crazy you know and people need that human contact that love and if you reach out to them right now no matter what that ground may have been before mm-hmm. that ground's mm-hmm. ready to be reached out to and, and dug in and harvested it's very good i think this has shown me that uh more than anything that we do need people regardless of yeah. if we're introverted yeah. or not right. we do have to amen. have amen people we yeah. need each other yeah. absolutely and and i think people are realizing that more so 
social media doesn't cut it. Right. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I need yeah. the human interaction. Yeah. That's it, right. You, yeah. You need a touch, a physical mm-hmm. interaction, touch, face to face. It's, it's kind of like, um, like social media puts that facade out mm-hmm. that, you know, oh, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. But behind that photo is, yeah. you know, you, we don't, you know, we don't see. And sometimes it's that, that person that puts that smile on their face on that photo, they're probably inside depressed or yeah. uh, feel like I need a friend. Mm-hmm. I need somebody to talk to. You know, the man looks on the outside, but the Lord looks at the heart. You exactly. got to have that look past the social media posts, the outside of the man, but we got to finally figure out that heart mm-hmm. and see what their hearts have. Yeah. You know, during this um, quarantine, my grandpa got the coronavirus. Uh, my dad was very worried about him. He wasn't going to reach out to anybody. And my dad was like, please just go over there or, or try to see if he'll let you in to help him. And I, I called him and he, he was kept trying to tell me he's fine, but he sounded awful on the phone. And I said, you know, I really think you need to try this, uh, breathing treatment and let's just see what we can, you know, what happens. Well, oh, and he finally, you know, relented and let me, um, bring it to him. He wasn't going to let me come in the house, but I just, kind of pushed my way in and I'm not really like that like I don't like to bother people but I thought I'm not going to let him sit over here and and just die you know not tell anybody that he needs help so I went over and I I made him do a treatment and he was just too weak to even fight anything and got him some Gatorade and cleaned up his kitchen just tried to clean up his house and and, and I didn't, you know, prayed for him, but I didn't mention any, I wasn't pushing him to, you know, you need to be at church. You need to, you know, I just tried to show him that I love him, you know, that God loves him. I just wanted him to, my whole intention was I just want him to see Jesus through me. I went over for about a week, just every day, mom and I both kept bringing him food, checked his temperature, his oxygen, and kept encouraging him to do these breathing treatments. He got better really quick and he has texted me so many times saying, I, I really do appreciate, you know, all that you did and thank you so much. And I'm going to keep, you know, I feel like that's been a, a door that's opened to where I can just keep plugging into his life, building that relationship. And Amen. I, I, w- I just want him to see Jesus, mm-hmm. you know. Another question for you guys is what are you doing to grow yourself spiritually? There's been some leadership training opportunity with a, a couple at our church came and last year I reached out to them and just said, Hey, I wanna I wanna invest in myself. Mm-hmm. I wanna grow. So I've been doing that and then we were able to incorporate that into our college and career group, which is really exciting. People that want to be a part of it can. Yeah. But I think just basic Christian disciplines, the beauty of that prayer and Bible reading and fasting is that the depths of the Lord can't be measured. <laughs> and you don't have to stop growing That's if good. you don't want to. And it can always get better. It can always get deeper. It can always get more intimate. And there won't ever be another love like that, that we can have on this earth. And that is something that I have been doing and being intentional about. And I I would like to encourage anybody that's listening that is in, you know, closer to my age group. I, being raised in the church, you can hear that condemnation that says, man, you should have had this down a long time ago, or Mm -hmm. you've messed up so much, or you're not faithful. But those are lies from hell. Yeah. 
you can grow and you can overcome. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just, I'm so excited. I could, I could take three hours today and, and just tell you guys the, the testimonies and the beautiful things that God is doing in my life. But those, we hear it all the time, but please hear me today. Those, those basic mm-hmm. three <laughs> Christian disciplines. Mm-hmm. It, it just throw yourself into it. Yeah, and good. it doesn't have to be three hours a day. You know, it doesn't. One of my mentors told me one time how she started and she's a prayer warrior. She said, you know, she just started five minutes. God, if I can just commit five mm-hmm. minutes to you, grow from there. And it, it's really beautiful. The Lord wants your five minutes. Yeah. He does. This is not really necessarily spiritually, but just as far as personal growth in general, there's a lot of universities out there that offer free college courses you can take. Hillsdale is one I'm using right now, but they offer free classes you can take. And I'm doing one on the Constitution 101, but they're a Christian university, so mm-hmm. they offer from a Christian perspective and a more godly perspective on all that stuff. But they have classes, and as far as this personal growth and getting that routine, the habit mm-hmm. of growing yourself, kind of stretch yourself a little bit. Good. Are you reading anything that has really helped you or um, just mainly focusing on Scripture? I've been reading a few different things here and there. Um, I just started a book by G.K. Chesterton. Um, it's more of an analogy style book, and it's it's pretty good. I'm not mainly reading the Bible right now. It's yeah. kind of my main focus has been yeah. this year. It's just reading some stories. I've been reading a lot out of First Samuel. One thing that stuck out to me was, you know, Hannah. She had a desire for a baby, and I think it's in First uh, First Samuel. I think one and two or three. It says that her husband gave her a double portion more than his other wife, and it hit me that she first letter says she wept for the baby. The double portion didn't matter to her. Yeah. You know, that all the blessings didn't matter to her if she didn't have that baby. And that kind of spoke to me. This, where is my focus at? You know, we're blessed church, we're, we're blessed people. The double portion is great, but if we don't have that desire to have a baby, you know, cause mm. that's what it's all about. It's kind of what spoke to me there. So I think for me, personal growth wise, spiritual growth wise, is making sure my desires are on the right things, you yeah. know, especially during this pandemic when it's easy to get distracted, you know, like Sunday mentioned earlier, you know, if you don't have anything to do, it's yeah. easy to get yeah. pulled off the direction, but if you keep your desires on the right things during this time and work on growing your desires for the spiritual and the, the spiritual things and reaching souls, I think that's where my growth has been is just making sure my desires are on the right things. You know, What I try to do is uh, I just try when I'm reading or praying, I try to make sure I'm open to whatever God is wanting to say f- to me that day. It was actually really exciting a couple of weeks ago or a week ago or something like that, I was reading something and I was like, oh my goodness. And before when I've had a thought, I've kind of been like, oh, I'll go back and write it down later. Well, I never did because I couldn't remember where it was at. Mm-hmm. And so at that time I stopped and I wrote it down and then more thoughts just started coming to me and I wrote those down. And then we have a hyphen devotional thing that we do a week later the person that was in charge of the devotion for that week, their subject was the exact thing that God had talked Talked to me about, about. you know, on my own. And I just thought it was so, it was cool. I I don't know what else, how else to put it other than that. And I was able to call that person and I encouraged them. I was like, you know, you were straight, like you weren't the only one, like there's someone else that felt the same thing in this exact word. And, And I was able to encourage where that person felt, you know, they were kind of nervous about what they had said and it just, it helped them too. And so I try to make sure 
that. I have a pen and paper close by every time I read. And then pastor had talked about on Sunday, you know, making sure you're not just reading or just praying. And sometimes I find myself here lately in the past, I've either done one or the other. I have a hard time doing both, but here lately during this time, um, I've been able to do more of both and to really get it down. And, but I have found lately that I read more mm-hmm. than spend quality time in prayer because I just, I just can't get enough right now. And so there have been times people call me, Hey, you want to go do this? No, I think, I think I'm going to sit this one out. You guys go have fun, you know, whatever. Uh, because I was in the middle of reading and mm-hmm. I just, I wanted more. And even when I don't feel it, there's some days I'm like, I just got to read it. I just got to make myself. And even during those days, something will, I'll read something. It'll help me either in the situations that I'm in now or help me think of, oh, okay, well, that's where I was back then or, you know, something like that. So I just try to be intentional about when I'm reading to be open and to listen and to have that sensitivity. I guess um, my way of what, and my growth at this moment, I always had like a strong prayer life. You know, I would always pray and I would do that. But my Bible reading was not at the same playing field. And um, that really was tough for me for, for at the beginning. But I, I would say with during the this coronavirus pandemic going on, it God checked me and says, this is your time to do this. I'm telling anybody right now that's just stuck at home for two weeks, this is your perfect time to read the Bible because the Bible is true. It's alive and it brings revelation like no other. I remember when we first had our quarantine time, I remember I was like, I'm going to wake up having the intentionality of I'm going to wake up this certain time. I'm going to read. I'm going to, you know, do this. And I realized when I started reading, I was like, oh my goodness, all this is coming, coming together. And it's like, oh, I, I see things that I would not have seen Mm -hmm. beforehand. It built from having that diligence of reading the word grew and grew and grew. And I think one thing is that a lot of people see, you know, people with like a, a strong prayer life or, you know, that they're, oh, I've read the Bible in a one year. And like you see that it's like, I can't do that. Like, I like, I'm, I'm, my schedule is way too crazy to do that. Or you just feel like you just don't have the time. And it, it really is by those increments, you know, mm-hmm. of building that and steps. Yeah, yeah. And taking the steps and stretching that out. Mm-hmm. And because growth comes from stretching. I remember I went from starting like, you know, one chapter, one, two chapters. And on top of that, putting it through a journal because, like you said, you can, you were, you were reading, you're like, Oh, there it is. But I completely forgot about it. And you're like, Oh, and, um, what I learned is when I wrote it in the journal, when I wrote it down and physically, it made me remind myself later in that day is like, what did I write? Or I've placed that and it just goes in my head all day long. I would totally recommend anybody to journal because it's your, it's like, it's another connection with God. I would say it's like, it's like you're, you're like saying what God has given you and you're writing it down. And it, it's, I think it's funny when people say, Oh, you got yourself a diary over there. You're like, no, I don't have a diary. It's, it's my, it's my yeah. way of talking to God almost, yeah. you know, because it's like God has That's given this to me. Mm-hmm. Why can't I write it down? You know, because it, oh, like I remember when I wrote something down months ago, 
and I went back to my journaling and I read that specific part of what I read and I was in tears because I was like, I remember what I went through mm-hmm. and the season I'm in right now, it's so prevalent right now. And it just, it, it really hit me yeah. a bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, now in my journaling, I place where I'm, I started in first, second Kings during the quarantine time and I learned, you no, know, you get this, oh wow. And now I'm going back to first, second Samuel and I'm, like at this moment, writing, I'm doing like you know, three chapters, right? Reading it and building my own commentary for later in my life when I need to go back mm-hmm. and read what did I what did I learn from these three chapters, mm-hmm. and I wrote them down. And what's so powerful is that you get like, oh, this is this is so much. It's like I want to give it to somebody, but you know, sometimes I remember I'll I'll write down my my consensus of what those three chapters were and I was like I need to give this somebody and I would you know and I sent it I sent one to a friend of mine just felt it and he texted me back he's like bro this is what I needed right this moment and he's like he was like in a in a season of his life he's like this is what exactly I needed and then some days I would write it down and God tell me no and you got to be submitted to hearing that voice of God and saying that this is what you're writing is for you right now at this moment mm-hmm. and um that being sensitive to the word, being sensitive to the voice of God is built that from just a diligence of I'm starting small, but if I just build a relationship and keep on growing, you will, you will recognize those things. You know, I kind of on that same line, I think God likes to talk to me at the worst times possible. Like when I'm busy, when I'm at work, when I do that. So what yeah. I do is I carry a little memo, memo pad on me. So when I had that mm-hmm. thought of something that God gives me, I write that down put it in my pocket for later. And so when I'm in my study time, in my prayer time, I can pull that back out mm-hmm. and those thoughts will come back instantly off that certain phrase or that thought I wrote down. Yeah. And you phone that again. Cause a lot of times we feel that like Kayla said, and then I'll write it down later. Yeah. And then you have no clue yeah. what it says later. So for me, if oh I'm like at goodness. work, I'm, I can't, I can't stop, mm-hmm. you know, I'll pull my number pad, write it down real quick, put I've it back in. I've seen you do that. Yeah. <laughs> and so that way I can come back to it later. Or if I'm even yeah. in church and God's speaking to me why yeah. pastor preaching, I want to stay in that what pastor's preaching. Yeah. But if I feel something else, I'll write it down, put it in my pocket. And now I stay focused on the now where I'm, mm-hmm. where God's moving now. Mm-hmm. Then later on, I can go back to that and then I can start working on my study or whatever. Yeah. God wants to take me there later on. So mm-hmm. just a kind of a tip there. Or even just record it on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's so easy to do. Yeah. One thing I don't like about my phone, the reason I need to know pants on my phone, because all the times I pull my phone, I see the notification here. Yeah. And yeah. Notification yeah. There, I'm like, I'm, I, I get pulled there in my mind. Then I'm like, wait, what, what was it writing down? Yeah. And I figure out that. Yeah. So that's why I use a notepad because it, Pull up right on fast, and nothing's distracting me as far yeah. as mm-hmm. that thoughts in my head. So, yeah. and um, I, I was talking to a girl this past week, and we were talking about. She was saying, "I can't do a Bible plan because if I miss a day, I feel really stressed out about it." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "But that's not even just don't even pay attention to it. Yeah. You have to start somewhere right. by having a Bible plan, even if you're days behind, and you're taking one chapter of that Bible plan every day, or you know, trying to just." read how many ever chapters is in that Bible plan. At least you're doing something, but right. don't let it stress you out. Yeah. Don't rush through it mm-hmm. just because you think you have to get on right. time. Yeah. yeah, It's not really about that. What it's really about is creating that habit and yeah. creating that time with God yeah. and to help you stay on track. One thing I wanted to add, I was reading in Luke where Jesus told them to cast their nets out mm-hmm. and they said, okay, Nevertheless, at your word, here we go. We've already tried this. Mm-hmm. But miracles require our obedience. The mm-hmm. fish yeah. weren't going to jump up into the right. boat, into yeah. their net. 
it's really amazing when you allow grace to work in your life, the grace that enables you to spend the five minutes mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that then builds to 10 yeah. and 15. And the next thing you know, like Kayla said, it's not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just want to spend more time and more time with him. And it, it does become not where you're reading a plan and, and just trying to get a year's worth of, mm-hmm. you know, read the Bible in a year. It's relationship yeah. mm-hmm. and you just got to get with him. And I, I just, wanted to add that and encourage somebody again that allow God's grace to enable you Mm -hmm. to obey what he's asking you to do. That's good. I feel like that was kind of the theme of this entire conversation is just start. Yes. Is just, just start. You got to make the time for God to speak to you. He's not going to force you. He's always speaking. And as you started making time, it just started flowing. Mm -hmm. You became willing at that moment. He, he was, he was like, for lack of a better word, wooing you with a word. He was speaking a word to you and you said, okay, I'm going to write this one down. And as you wrote it, as you started journaling, all of a sudden the next word came and, and then the next word came and the next revelation came. And then, then all of a sudden the tears came and all of a sudden your eyes were opened and, mm-hmm. and, and it created this yearning for more. And then your hunger created another, spot at the dinner table, so to speak, to say, okay, God, I'm, I'm ready for another meal. And then the next opportunity opened up and, and it's like, he starts meeting you there. It's mm-hmm. like dinner time. He's like in the cool of the day, Adam, where are you? He's looking for that intimate relationship mm-hmm. that, but, but you made time, you made time, you did, right. you carved it out. You forced it to happen. You didn't, right. you didn't, um, it didn't accidentally happen. It was an intentional effort that made, but it produced a greater hunger. Because the more, he says, taste and see that the Lord is good, the more we eat it, the more we want it. He said, if you would have known who was talking, you'd ask for living water. It's like we get in that place, you know, bread is not good enough. It makes you thirsty. And um, water's not good enough. It makes you hungry. And so the more you're eating the bread and drinking the water, the more the word comes in, the more you want the spirit. You don't eat and drink at the same time. For me, sometimes I have to drink water to get hungry. And sometimes I have to pray in the spirit before, well, every time before the word actually speaks to me. It's like mm-hmm. I can read the Bible, but the prayer is what activates it. It's what gives it flavor, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say it, but mm-hmm. every one of you are starting to carve that time out. It satisfies. Mm-hmm. Nothing else satisfies us. I think it's very interesting. You know, you said, I read the Bible outside, try to go to the same places, have a habit. I'm going to do it this way. I think it's okay. Some people have to read and study and pray in a dark room. Mm-hmm. Some people do it in a coffee shop. And there's no perfect way. Jesus said, when you pray, go into your closet. I think what he was saying was, don't try to do something to be seen of men. Mm-hmm. So there's not a closet that becomes a prayer room. And that's the only prayer room because he said, yeah. pray without ceasing too. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the key there is, I want to go into that place to meet him. I'm not trying to show what others. Mm-hmm. So, so, so for some, it may be an office. It may be a room. It may be uh, outside. It might be a coffee shop, a public place. Um, I know people that put headphones on. 
noise-canceling headphones, go into their coffee shop or wherever, and they read um, and study and uh, for hours. Don't try to imitate somebody else's devotion. Create, no, that's develop, yeah, yeah. find your mm-hmm. devotion that works. That's so but deep. it doesn't have to be conventional way. It can be unconventional. Yeah. It can be out of the box. It just, you know what it is? It's whatever motivates you to do it. Mm-hmm. So if something motivates you to get up and do it, yeah. then you need to do it. You yeah. know, you mentioned just to go into your closet, pray. There's your closet, you know, wherever that may be for you. It may not be the same as my closet or her closet, but mm-hmm. whatever yeah. works for you, that's your closet to go yeah. pray in and do yeah. what God's called you to do. And yeah. I think, well, yeah. It'll motivate you. It'll yeah. excite you. And it'll put you back at that table for dinner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it'll make you hungry for more. So don't beat yourself up if your method is conventional mm-hmm. or unconventional or you can't get motivated in a conventional manner. Mm-hmm. I used to beat myself up because I didn't have my dad's style of devotion. Uh, he's very just, he, he's got his style. But what I found was what every one of you said, getting started mm-hmm was the key yeah. Mm-hmm. because once you get it started and you get the routine of the discipline, the follow through becomes more and more natural. I have to have something going on. The more that's going on around me, the more focused I can be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not, me. <laughs> Not everybody's like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm more focused in a coffee shop than I am in my office. Yeah. Wow. And so I have to have, I don't know why, but I can spend, you know, my time, however long it is, focused in an environment that's more chaotic. You put me in a quiet, closed room with padded walls and I'll go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be able to focus on anything. No. Um, but that's not everybody else's mm-hmm. mind. I used to think that was a problem because my dad's the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. So I tried to have his, I tried to wear his coat. I tried to put his armor on. I tried to, to imitate what he did. And it never worked for me. Try to go to his closet. If you're going to fight your giant, you fight him with what you're comfortable with. Don't try to put Saul's armor on or anyone else's weaponry. You got to fight it for yourself. And one of these days, you're going to put armor on and you're going to fight like Saul, Mm -hmm. so to speak, with his, you're going to use his his tools. You're going to even take Goliath's sword, but that's not where you're at today. So um, don't beat yourself up if your unconventional mind doesn't operate like everyone else. It's perfectly normal. Yeah, it's freeing. That be released. Yeah. Somebody be released. Yeah, <laughs> find that today mm-hmm. because I think I I've, I've thought the same thing. I have to do it like Pastor. I have to do it like Sister Val. Or, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but it's freeing. It's yeah. there's a release in that just to be who you are in God and approach Him in your closet. It's about what mm-hmm. you said, Kayla. Yeah, make the time. Just mm-hmm. yeah. just so start okay. writing. You know, something, and I'm speaking as a married woman with children, small children. I remember as they were younger, and of course they're very demanding. I remember my mom telling me, she said, you're going to have your your time of devotion. Of course, this is a season. It doesn't last forever. But she said, the Lord understands if sometimes you're washing dishes or you're making beds and you're, you know, having to talk to them. And I find myself all day long, you know, praying, people will come to my mind, praying for them or feeling burdened for somebody. But, you know, I might be in the middle of 
brushing somebody's teeth or, you know, helping somebody wipe or making a bed or just, you know, doing the things that you have to do at the moment. But, and I'm not saying that that's the only time that you, you make time for God, but it is okay if, as a mom, you know, don't, don't feel like you're making a mistake or messing up. Just know that it is a season and it doesn't last forever. But during that season, find whatever time you can to just communicate with him in prayer. Last question. If you can just give me maybe one word, what have you learned in 2020 so far? Just in one word, can, if you can sum it up in one word. Ooh. It's been a crazy year so far, but trust. You know yeah. what's crazy? I was about to say the that exact was, same that thing. That was my yeah. word, but okay. Mine was stop, but you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is, is gratitude. Hmm. Yeah. This was thankfulness. One of my favorite verses, because I didn't get to say my favorite verse earlier, because, but <laughs> I think it kind of ties in this. Uh, Jeremiah seventeen seven says, "Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope is in is in the Lord." Mm-hmm. Through all this craziness, when you trust in God, you will see things that you've never seen before. Yeah, yeah. and you stay obedient to Him. Blessings comes to ones who trust in God and know that He's in control. Well, thank you all so much for being here today and just giving us your input. I really do appreciate it appreciate everything you guys had to say and i hope it's been a blessing to you all next gen want to say bye in another language adios well next gen we love you and believing that god's going to do great things in your life you're here for such a time as this you were born for this you were made for this and if you get anything today i think just get just start just start mm. somewhere. We're going to see good things. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We are so grateful that you are a part of the Oklahoma Next Gen Nation. And we just ask that you would like, subscribe, and share this content. And if you would do us a favor, leave us a five-star review wherever it is that you listen. That way we can share this content with more and more people.